Hey, Marcus. Yo. You like movies? Yes, I do. Do you believe in second chances? Sometimes. I think I think that's reasonable. Speaking of second chances, my second album came out today, Tree, on Specious Records. You played you played Turntable on a couple songs. It's I like how that sounds. I wish people would say that more. Like what? Played the turntables versus like scratching, even though it's not <clears throat> it's not an instrument, even though some people like this. I guess it's an instrument in hip hop, but I do like it, it sounds better like I did scratches. I played the turntables. Sounds kinda cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Just having fun, you know, like and Tume told me an amazing story, you know, he used to work with Grand Mixer DXT. Yeah, who, oh yeah. Who's who's probably most best known as scratching on Herbie Hancock's Rocket and yep. had a very funny anecdote about Miles Davis and meeting him. But it's not really my story to tell because it was one of those, you know, hanging out hanging out part hanging out story that I was told so if if Mar if Mark if M Tume would want to tell that story sometime, that would be on him to do. But yeah, he's got he's got great DS DXT uh, DST slash DXT stories. Yeah. He's basically his mentor, which is like a big deal for me because he's considered you know the first turntablist to ever yeah. win a Grammy. So that's a really lot cool. of a lot of people got turntables after the Rocket video. So yeah, he, there, there's a thing called the Rocket Scratch. It, it, it's a it's what it's a one of the most famous combinations of scratches. Like, if you're a DJ, like, especially a scratch DJ, if someone's just like, do the rocket scratch, you just know what it is. Fit, fit, fresh. Fit, 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 fresh. It's just like a, it, it's like a thing. It's kind of etched in history. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's exciting. So check out my album. Yes. And then, speaking of other second chances, on a much larger scale, as anybody knows, most likely, director Zack Snyder best known for 300 some of the the living dead remakes well not remakes remakes yeah remakes no no oh Oh, yeah dawn of the dead is yeah it is a remake yeah his remake series he did a movie about owls that was pretty dope Watchmen, and then he started taking care of the the dc universe what many call the dceu which is like their version of the marvel universe Everybody yeah. knows it's been a lot less successful than the Marvel Universe with yes. people highly criticizing the characterizations of these characters. And I will be the first to say that Zack Snyder's understanding of the DC characters is wrong. He doesn't get them. He totally does them in a way that is like, you never read these comics or the only comics you read were Frank Miller comics, I guess, because... Because he he has he has he has a Batman that probably kills a Superman that kills a Batman that curses, he just doesn't get it, but that's okay, because artistic vision is artistic vision. Sure. And he was building this world, building this world, and he was going to make Justice League, which was going to be the the Avengers of the DC universe. Yep. And then in the middle of in the middle of the movie, his daughter passed away through tragic means and DC decided instead of waiting for him to to get his things in order they had Joss Whedon come in and just like change change around the movie a lot the movie that came out was like you'd have to really be an apologist to 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 argue that that movie was good you know like a, a couple people 
like it. I don't even I don't even know if Armin White liked it. And Armin White is like the biggest DCEU apologist. And if you yeah. want to read the most epic ode to Zack Snyder's Justice League, you could go check his. But that's not why you're here. So anyways, that version is not great. In fact, it's like really bad. Like really, really bad. And I, I, I agree. It's I saw it in the theater. I saw it at the Alamo. Um, and I was just like, oh, this is just, this is not a good movie. But to the point where that's all anyone said. So it was just one of those things like, I'll just be quiet. It's just not good. And everything that needed to be said about it has been said. So what am I going to add to it? Yeah, like we talked about it, but we were yeah. like resigned and bored. Yeah, that, and, and, and it, it also it also felt you know a little bit like a pylon because you know the other thing too is I you know it's weird maybe I got this wrong but I like to think I'm in the mix of things because I read so many reviews it's not even just about Twitter I just I like to read a lot about movies more and more and I feel like up until recently up up until this past year Zack Snyder was looked at as the bad guy when it came to Justice League he was the one that took the heat even though. It wasn't essentially his cut, you know. Like uh, I just feel like early on, not recently, but early on, Joss Whedon should have gotten more hate, and I feel like Zack Snyder got a lot of undeserved. He still does. We'll get into that later because I have some questions about that. But that sure. was also an interesting thing that I had noticed as well. And and what we've learned now is that you know, good old white knight Joss Whedon, feminist Joss Whedon, nice guy Joss Whedon. There's certainly been a lot of allegations lately that suggest that, that maybe Joss Whedon's niceness exists in the art only, and that maybe he wasn't this, like, woke savior that that everyone thought he was. Yep. I'm just saying uh, allegedly, because... Allegedly, uh, sure. I don't know enough about it. I know... What I know about Zack Snyder is that I don't love all the movies he makes. I think the the choices he makes about humans and their priorities and their desires and stuff mm-hmm. m- often makes no sense to me but sure. as a, but he's he seems like a decent human being he seems he's, like a great human being yeah. like that's my thing like everything you said you kind of know so for example like first of all i love dawn of the dead from, yeah you know from 2004 i actually enjoy uh, Man of Steel. I like the the director's cut of Batman versus Superman, but overall, I there's more movies of his that I dislike than like. But he's he, I mean this in a good way. He comes off as like the Macklemore of directors, where he's just like, you guys like me, right? What 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 can I do to get you guys to like me? And I think at a certain point, though, that be, that sounds a little desperate. It's like don't you can't please everybody, and I think he does. And this goes back to Watchmen, like Alan Moore was quite disrespectful to to, to to Zack Snyder, even though he's disrespectful to a lot of people. He's not big on any adaptation of, of comics to, to movies and all that stuff. But even with all the all the disrespectful stuff that he said to Zack Snyder, Zack was still like, hey, I'm sorry, man. What what, what, what can I do to, to please you? You know what I'm saying? So well, on, 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 on one hand, that is nice, but at a certain point, you're just opening the door for people to dunk on you more because it's like, oh, you're just a dork that like wants everyone to like you. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. I I, I didn't. Mean, I'm not calling Zack Snyder a dork. I just think no. he's one of those. Well, I think when you're one of those like too nice of a guys, I think as humans we're conditioned to be like, oh, he's he's probably an asshole. 
but I have yet to see any evidence of of that. You know, it's, it's true. Like if someone if someone is like getting mad at me in real life and sending me angry text messages, mm-hmm. and I'm responding not negatively, like sometimes the the response is worse than if I'm responding like an angry person. Yeah. Oh my God, Scott, you you were there when when the, the whole bumper car uh, situation happened years ago. And that angry couple, clearly from Long Island or New Jersey, wherever they were from, they were so upset at me. And I was just like, let's just exchange it for whatever you want to do. And they got, they didn't know what to do. Right. And then they, well, they did know what to do. They, they got like more upset. And yeah. I was just like, hey, it, every, it, it is my fault. I'm sorry. And they just got so upset that I was accepting responsibility for not even leaving a mark on the bumper. But anyway. So yeah, like- yeah basically all I have to say is you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, people just want you to be more, 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 or like create some sort of thing, and like, like the the sort of art that Zack Snyder is trying to make, and the sort of art that Alan Moore is trying to make, is very different. And I would never even try to talk to Alan Moore about my art because, though he's very talented, he has he's doing his own thing, and he is very impressed with himself, and he does like he's good. And yeah. he's made and he's made it clear how he feels about adaptations. So I would just leave him alone. Yeah. So I didn't know this, but there starts this long internet thing amongst from what I've heard, somewhat toxic people to release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. I yes. I don't know about all that. I just know that people were saying, Hey, let's do this and that Ray Fisher, the the kid who played Cyborg, said, "There's a much better movie that y'all never saw, and Joss Whedon's not very nice, and Zack Snyder's always nice to me, and and then yeah. HBO Max is like, you know what? We're gonna give you seventy million bucks. Do you, bro? Right. And and he released a four hour version of Justice League that came yeah. out last week, and like." Saskia made us pizza. Nice. We watched it, and the first question someone might be like, "Ah, oh, is four hours too much?" I was like, "Not for this one." I was gonna say it depends. So and, it yeah, depends. And not in this case. Like the last couple Avengers movies were just like unnecessarily three hours long. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say another thing without context. I think WandaVision was was unnecessarily five hours long. But that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> or, but you know, this movie had had a beginning, a middle, an end. It had a prologue. It had an epilogue. It really developed what Zack Snyder's understanding of these characters were and the mythology. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Steppenwolf becomes has has a totally different vibe. Yeah, he does. Flash is actually fleshed out and enjoyable. Like yes. the story, you understand how important Cyborg is to this version, and 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 like Cyborg ha- ha- becomes his own sort of like father son sad body horror movie in its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right down to yeah. There's a lot of yeah, and just the whole thing of how. Well, I mean, this was in the original version, but they expand upon it more, where he's just this, like, kind of 
monster slash robot hiding away in plain sight that his dad keeps him hidden away. Like I, I actually enjoyed that more in in this cut. I mean, honestly, man, I'll, I'll be real quick. I just this is one of those few occasions. I've rarely am I one of those guys where like I watch the original, then I watch the director's cut, and it's like both. Mo- I, I'm still not a fan of either movie, but this is one of those examples where it's like, okay, this definitely works. You know? Yeah, you know, like I, I want to be, you know, I, I wanted to like this movie, so mm-hmm. I understand that um, I was biased because, you know, like, also a lot of the proceeds that this movie makes are going to charities that help people with, you know, suicide prevention because you know Zack Snyder, his daughter, took her own life during yeah. the f- making of Justice League. Yeah. And as and as we've talked about, I'm sure before, this gives the movie Sucker Punch even more confusing subtext. Yeah, it Re- does. Rewatch the movie Sucker Punch. And and that also explains to you like just the kind of person that Zack Snyder is. Like he's he's a big Hollywood, big movie sort of dude. So the way that he tells his story about mental health is sucker punch. Watch it. You'll be like, oh shit. That's a very strange way to tell a story about mental health. Agreed. So, but the thing is, like, everyone says he's just a good dude just trying to make his vision. Now, maybe Warner Brothers should have gotten a different person to figure out what their cinematic universe was going to be. Zack Snyder probably isn't the person that I would have gone with, but they went with him, and in his vision of this universe... I thought Justice League, the Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League was awesome. It had a beginning, a middle, an end. It had good guys and bad guys you cared about. It had, it, it made sense that all the characters were doing things. It had little Easter eggs that made the nerd in me happy. Um, it had an epilogue that made me go nuts. And yeah, yeah. Yo. Watch watch the movie just for the epilogue, and it, but it also showed like yeah this is this is not if you're upset about it that it's four hours I don't know what to say to you sometimes movies are four hours. Saskia and I recently got got into started watching the films of Chantal Ackerman, mm-hmm. and we just watched was it News from Home, yeah, and. That movie's an hour and 35 minutes, but the last scene feels like four hours long, and I right. never complained about it. Length of movie is really based on whether the movie is doing its job or not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's also, I, I gotta say, also just coming from, I mean, you mentioned WandaVision earlier. Well, I guess that's different, because I was Well, it's episodic. a TV show, but it, it was... No, but what, what I was getting at is most shows, though... Whether it's Prime or Netflix or whoever or Hulu, they come out in one shot. So, like, I, if this were an argument, like, 15, 10 years ago, I'd get it. But now, people just stay up or just watch a show for, like, 10 hours in one sitting. So, it's like, I don't know if you can really... And it's not like people had to go to the theater to see this specifically. So, it's like, you've watched, you've sat for 5, 8, 10 hours to watch a show in one sitting... So what's the problem with this? Especially yeah. when you're in the comfort of your own home in your own setting, you don't got to go out to a theater, blah blah blah. So I don't know. I, I call I, I call BS on people complaining. I about call BS this on everything. Thing. 
you huh. know, you you be texting me about stuff that's going on on Twitter these days, and I'm like, oh, that's wild, because I'm so yeah. over it. I'm so sure. done with it. I'm sure. I'm I'm just really trying to engage with life and enjoy art, and really only interact about cinema with you and my friends and this sure. podcast. I I watch movies. Saskia and I watch like one quote unquote artsy movie a week. I watch some some not as good stuff once a week. I do my I do my little dance. I read. I meditate. I try to be a better person. Yeah. I'm not really I don't really care about like having these long dialogues with people that have no business in my life. Um, yeah, key, keyword that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I do know what you're saying. Like I just I say this all the time. Like I remember when me and Bill Scurry he got me a ticket to see Our Time. In the movie theaters, mm-hmm. that movie's like three hours. It and is three hours. Three hours of like a relationship movie. So it's like yeah, three hours nine of hours. a relationship disintegrating. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And not once was I like, "Oh, this sucks," you know? Sure. Yeah. And it's a movie that I may never see again. Yeah. I don't need. I don't even think it's like Ray Goddess is like third best movie. But I never complained about it. And the. Several of the last Star Wars and Dis- and uh, Marvel movies, I I took naps in the middle of the movies, and this movie was four hours long. But I never like I never was not engaged. I spoke to people who were like, "Oh, you know, I really like this." I mean, yeah, the characterization of the characters, like like the Batman in this movie, is not the Batman that you know from the comic books or from the movies. It's just it's a different Batman. It's definitely sure. closer in line to Frank Miller, and Frank Miller is a little bit of a fascist. This is something that he's said before. I'm not saying anything new. I mean, oh, I didn't know whole, he said this. No, like, like you, like that. He's sort of, he's he, he can be problematic, and his problematicness is something that he's addressed. He, hmm. I'm not taking away from his ability as a story writer or character writer or what he was able to do to the Batman canon. But I just think that his characterization of Batman, which has sort of been memefied, is like, oh, you know, billionaire, billionaire fascist gets dressed up and beats up the, the mentally ill. Right, right. Which has become like a new, <clears throat> over these last five years, it's been this like, joke although kind of true thing right. on uh on 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 online especially it, it's become like a meme of, a very memeified thing but it's like there is some truth to it right so i think that's what that's just uh the issue yeah so the and i but i also sort of think they leaned into that a little bit in this one in this one you know you have batman who is an unsuccessful, unsuccessful superhero who's been trying to make the world a better place has had struggles with it. It's largely intimated that there was a Robin who was murdered by the Joker and Harley yes. Quinn, but and th- and this is a Batman who who curses. This is a Batman who kills, and this is a Batman who's trying to put together a team to save the world. Yeah. And the movie is about the wor- the team getting together to save the world and, and why it works. And I just got to tell you, it's 
it's the closest thing to a cinematic superhero experience I've had in a long time. Same. Absolutely same. Especially, you know, given my... I feel like I'm weirdly more invest. I was I've been more invested in the DC universe because I don't want to take you mean anything the, away. The Marvel, from, the Marvel universe. No, I've no. I meant I've been more invested in the DC universe because with Marvel, it's one of those things where it's like long before Infinity War came out or Endgame came out, like they already won, and they already have for the most part, with the exception of maybe something like an Ant Man or like. Guardians or something like that. Generally speaking, they have a formula now to all their movies, which is why I don't when they announce like, "Hey, this indie director or this different director is making a Marvel movie," and a lot of times the defense is like, "See, they're they're employing interesting filmmakers." So on one hand, that's true, but it's like at the end of the day, it's clear we know how how Marvel movies are made. So right. it's not you- like it's not like it's going to be a complete artistic expression from someone. I wish people would kind of let that go because it's right. it, it's really not th- like oh Ryan Coogler's directing Black Panther. Okay. It still has to attach to other movies. It's still part of a bigger picture. It, it, it's literally one puzzle piece. And I'm not trying... Yeah. I like Black Panther. I like Ryan Coogler. But it's not about... Like, we're not... This isn't like Lucretia Martel doing a Marvel movie and they're giving, you know, them carte blanche. Like, they have to, they have to fit into this cookie-cutter thing to some degree. Right. And, and to, to respond to a couple of those things there, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan Coogler did a great job on Black he Panther... Did. But, but he probably that so that was like sixty percent him. Like directors aren't. Yes, that's exactly. That's directors on these movie on these tentpole pictures are not doing what they would normally do if they were doing their own thing. Agreed. I do believe that Black Panther was successful because of Ryan Coogler, but there's still a lot of directing by committee that happens in these movies. Two. Lucretia Martel was offered one of these Marvel movies and she laughed it off because she was like, she's like, what are we going to do? Three, we're going to see what happens. But I mean, Chloe Zhao is going from Nomadland, which has now become somehow a very popular movie. Yeah. Which which I think just really has to do with the time we're in and is now we'll see what what what's going on with her and and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah. so do you remember who directed Thor, the first Thor? Yes, because there was a lot of... Yeah, it was Kenneth Branagh, because that was that was like the one of the earliest examples of like, Kenneth Branagh's doing a Thor movie, huh? Right, and is there anything about that movie that makes you think of a Kenneth Branagh movie? Maybe. Emph- hard emphasis on maybe. Like, or, or sure, I guess. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my answer, My answer is... Eh. Right, you know, I, exactly. I, I got excited because because I, I was like, all right, well, Kenneth Branagh, he does he 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 does this Shakespeare stuff. He does that sort of thing. So that'll be awesome. And yeah. and it wasn't. Yeah. So when when Zack Snyder was given seventy million dollars to 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 remake the Justice League as he saw fit, which included. A lot of editing, a little bit of a little bit of new scenes, and just like a whole lot of just vision design. I'm just saying I liked it. I don't really have much more to say about it, but 
I do. I, I what we're, we're, oh, what, what I was getting at was too. It's like I said all that about Marvel to say with the DC universe, the fact that there that it was very imperfect. Like there isn't a single movie in this Zack Snyder DC universe that I absolutely completely love, but I kind of like that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like there's things that like there's just a con- there's more of a conversation to be had with like Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Or you know stuff like that, and and I kind of like, or even Aquaman. Like I liked it; it's fun. It was funny, but it's also like very silly in certain parts. You know, but like again, like I go back to Marvel, where it's just like I don't know, a Thor movie or something like that. It's like, what is it to talk about? You know, I guess I should say that this last batch of Marvel films leading up to the most recent Avengers movie, like even Doc Doctor Strange, I liked it, but it's kind of like what else, like. Yeah, I liked it. No, nothing else to to really say, you know. The only the only recent Marvel movie I feel like passionate about is probably Ant Man Two, which I find hasn't really stood the test of time, and nobody talks a lot about it. But I'm like that 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 one was really good. Which one? Ant Man Two. Ant Man Two was great. Yes, exactly. But no one like I don't know. It just kind of it, it felt. It, I mean, it re- I mean, essentially was it, it was a transitional movie to kind of like tie stuff together before Endgame, you know? Yeah. But I think, to me, it was more than that. But but then, again, going back to DC, it's like Batman versus Superman. I like how they, you know, similar to, uh, you know, the second Avengers movie, a big part of this film between Batman and Superman, a big part of it had to do with, like, you know, when you have these drop-dead fights throughout a city, people are going to die. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, millions and billions of in property damage and, and injuries and deaths and, and whatnot. It's not, you know, this whole thing. So um, I like how they handled that. A lot more darker than they did with um, the second Avengers, whichever, which I forgot the name of that one. But, um, you know, like you got the guy, spoiler alert, like in Batman vs Superman, you got the guy going to court who was injured and he has this bomb and it goes off. Like that kind of, it's like, whoa, that shit is dark. In a non-forced way, because we all know at this point too, we're gonna have to mention Christopher Nolan's name at some point. But it's do this we? whole thing, yeah, yes, yes, we do. We absolutely do. Where it's like, um, because he influenced, he influenced this new wave of, of, of comic book movies. We definitely. I'm not saying we have to mention his name because he deserves it or in a good way, but it just is what it is. When when Batman Begins came out, that was the whole new thing. Even when other like say Marvel movies make make a point to not do the dark brooding thing, Christopher Nolan's name still comes up because it's like, oh, we made a point to not do what Christopher Nolan did. So no matter what, you, you gotta bring his name up. You do. And I just think they did Batman vs. Superman specifically handled the whole dark thing without trying to be like Christopher Nolan. Because Christopher Nolan doesn't own dark. No. He doesn't own brooding. But, but, but you'd swear if you talk to certain people, he did. Just like David Lynch doesn't own weird. But if you talk to certain people, weird didn't exist in film before David Lynch came along. Which is very laughable, but whatever. It is what it is. So, that, like, that's kind of my whole spiel uh, about that. You know, I mean... Who are we kidding? Like you, you know, this it, it, both sides have kind of made this a, a competition to some degree, like Marvel versus DC. But then going back to our boy Zack Snyder, who like anytime they ask him about Marvel, he's one of those guys. He's like, I love what they're doing. Congratulations, blah blah. blah which I think upsets pe- people even more. It's like, oh, he's not talking shit about Marvel. It's like, and that's just the kind of guy he is. Which can I? All right, 
This is one of those things, too, where I'm glad I have a podcast with the person I have a podcast with because I'm a big movie guy, but I don't know much about comic book films. And and, and you do, and, and you also know a lot about comics, but a lot of it comes down to, like, are, are you able to pinpoint what the, what did Zack Snyder do that, that, that really, like, I've, I've really been, I don't know why I've been putting so much of my thought into this, but it's like, what did, where did it, when did it start? Was it Watchmen? Was it 300? Like, what was it that suddenly he became this, like, target, this, like, walking punchline? Um, I don't well, get it. the abs in 300, you know, 300 for many people is, like, the most amazing movie ever made. For other people, it's, like, it's like hilariously bad. For some, sure. for some people, they find it to be homophobic and xenophobic. For some people, they don't think anything about it. But that movie right, was, right. that movie was sort of like whatever, you know. I was always like, why they have to kick that guy in the hole? That wasn't nice. Um, <laughs> you know, three hundred wasn't for me. People, people, I think people got mad at him for Watchmen because they were mad at themselves. He whoa whoa what was that I'll like? explain. Watchmen is at the was once considered the greatest comic book of all time the the untranslatable comic book the comic book that you should never touch and yeah. and he touched it sure and and he made an almost note for note translation except for the ending which was weird and and it turns out that a note for note translation doesn't always mean good yep and and that and i think people were more upset with themselves than really what he did, I yeah. I still stand by that that you know a slow motion you know sexual violence scene is 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 weird and inappropriate and his use of slow mo and violence is confusing, but yeah. I think I think what what he did that upset people at least is that he created he created a Superman that one is unlikable and two isn't like Superman that you read about in the comics mm-hmm. two he created a Batman that kills if you read Batman you know that Batman doesn't kill what makes Batman Batman is that he doesn't do that right and that's it but that's a lot for people it is I, I, I guess I also you know I had a conversation I, I, I don't know them personally but I had a conversation with someone on Twitter and I'm seeing more people say like you know and I don't want to believe this, but this is what a lot of folks are saying, too, is the fact that, like, oh, Zack Snyder, he's traditionally handsome, he works out, he's in great shape, and he's kind of like this jockey guy. And then, you know, your typical comic book movie fans fit this stereotype, and it's that it, it goes back to that. But it's like, I don't want to believe that. That seems too easy. Almost bordering on, like, we're making fun of comic book fans again for not liking... The jock, the jockey, handsome guy. Like I don't want to believe that, but I'm seeing more and more people say that. And to be honest, certain fans are making it just easier to believe that because it goes back. You, you mentioned this earlier, Scott. You were saying like toxic Snyder fans, but it's like I see just as many toxic anti Snyder fans, if not worse. I mean, if you make a, literally, if you make fun of a guy's kid dying, who did you're that? more. You're a lot of people. Are you kidding? A few people were just like, it's either like, oh, boohoo, your daughter died. Well, like pe- people have said that absolutely just random folks to even prominent film critics 
who like laughed off Zack Snyder's. Uh, th- this actually went viral. I'm not going to say the guy's name. I'll tell you off record. He's, he's he's not worth saying his name. But like he he screenshot uh, a passage from a, Zach, a recent Zack Snyder interview, and then he wrote like, and then he just wrote snickered. As if like, oh yeah, right. Like like your daughter's death was the real reason why, you know, it didn't work out. I know the real reason, and it's like fuck you, dude. Like a, that a, to me is I, way more. That's I, way more toxic than just than like people swarming your comments when you say something against your your favorite director. But I'm I feel a, so I'm alone. A send, I'm gonna send that dude's information to Styles P. Okay, I'm with it. Um, yeah, I think anybody. I yeah, I don't know any. Any issue that I've met with people that have issue with Snyder is just his understanding of the comic book characters. And I've seen that. If yeah, you I don't, have seen that too. if you don't, if you don't like what he does with the comic book characters, that's fine. You don't have to be nasty. Exactly, Jesus like you really don't. I, like, I, I, like I don't remember that what you and I are doing right now, what we do, discussing movies. This is this is a plus. This is a nice thing to do. We don't need this. We get this as a treat. Yeah, you know, like, in, if someone's not being a dick, there's no reason to be a dick to them. I do not like the way that Zack Snyder understands the comic book characters that he makes movies of. But that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy the way that he puts them all together. Yeah. Justice League was a movie about characters that I had no empathy or compassion for, and I still was into it. And that's impressive to me. Yeah. And, you know, like, if, if, if you... The kind of people that would, that would make fun of, of someone losing somebody to suicide... I, I have nothing to say to them. Sure. Like, other, well, other than, I actually do. I actually well, do. Well, all I have to say is, and I know you disagree with me sometimes, I don't, I never, I never regret being kind. And, uh, you know, like, if that's, if that's the, the entitlement of people to make fun of people's tragedy over, you know, entertainment, what we're talking about is entertainment. What we're talking about is is a four-hour movie that we're streaming from the comforts of our homes. Yeah. That's that. You know? And I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. And, and people should just try to be nicer to each other, even if they don't deserve it. And then if they continue to be not nice to you, just, you know, cut them out of your life. Agreed. You don't have to watch things also. Like that's my other thing too. Like I'm, I, and it, I mean, we both love movies, but the fact that we both go back to it's just a movie. I think if people like us, who who have been affected and 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 are very passionate about film, can still fall back on yo, it's just a movie. I don't know. I think that speaks volumes. I'm I'm just saying. Like, right. Because because like the the next episode or one of the, one of the next episodes we're going to do is going to be me getting passionate about a movie that you want to talk about. But at the yeah. same time, it's just a movie. Yes. And and with that, you know, that's what I got to say about Justice League Snyder Edition. It's just a movie. Also, it's beautiful outside. Go outside today. I plan to.
toil nor spin. And the thought behind it is that we are creating this work not because it has to be done, but because we are busybodies and do not know how to swim on the river of life.